0: I, Bob said, if, if I don't keep touching it, it will. Uh, OK, that sounds weird. Anyway, <laughs> if you don't keep touching it, it'll make noise. <laughs> we have a phone
1: that runs garage band loops, and um, it kind of, <laughs> of operates like the movie Speed. If you don't like, you yeah. know, do something with it every once in a while, it'll just blow up the whole studio. So.
0: Well, I mean, it's like. uh <sighs> I don't know why it does that blip thing, but now it's like now it's like a paranoia of mine. You remember the other time that I did that? I was like, mm-hmm. oh crap. And I like pulled it out and you guys were like, call it. <laughs> it's like I didn't want it to go off again. I'm sorry. I can't have my base plugged in. I gotta unplug my base. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I, uh, I want to say this. Jessica is a heck of a bass player. She never gets a chance to play.
2: I haven't heard her play in years, probably. I would love to hear her play sometime. Um, bring, bring her on here just to play a little bit with us.
0: So my mom got me these new speakers from my computer recently, and they come with its own, like, subwoofer. Ooh, and I was like, nice. oh, well, this would be cool. Let me plug in my bass.
1: It's almost kind of like a <laughs> studio wrong monitor thing. Oh, the yeah. bass didn't work.
0: No, no, it worked. It, it worked too well. It went like, instead of having, like, oh, any nice. mids, yes. it was just like, <laughs> yes no. I mean, I, yeah like it's like shook
2: the floor it's, it's, it, because the subwoofer is designed to do nothing but amplify, so pick it, up the yeah, low end <laughs> to, 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 to take it and then amplify it even further a so. funny
1: story about that i broke my dad's subwoofer on his surround sound oh, system one time so you finally got you to know? live
0: your dream of being marty mcfly <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: you know how i broke the subwoofer it wasn't with an electric guitar oh, okay. um it was with uh the movie the dark knight
0: with all the are you, are you, <laughs> Hans Zimmer. Are you serious? Yeah, just so
1: just the, watching that the movie. Dark, the Dark Knight destroyed the subwoofer and I was, uh, I was so afraid he'd be mad that I uh, found the crack in the speaker and taped it with scotch tape.
0: Uh, well, that
2: worked for like a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed it lasted that long.
0: <laughs> well, um, like I said, Zach, uh, for all the viewers who don't and uh, listeners who don't know, uh, Zach is, uh, he has always had a dream of being Marty McFly, uh, mm. Michael J. Fox's Marty McFly character. is my
1: spirit animal.
0: And so what's interesting is that Michael J. Fox had a dream of being a rock star That's and right. got to do yeah. it in the movie. So it's fun. It's like Zach is hitchhiking on another dream with, hey, and you know. making a dream, <laughs> which is fine for me because I love dream theater and it's my dream to have a family. It like is that. your
1: dream to be Jordan <laughs> Rudess. Yeah, it would
0: be. <laughs> shave my head and have a big long goatee.
1: So it's uh, our band is Jordan Rudis
0: and then Marty McFly from his band in Back to the Future Ooh. playing Huey Lewis cover. So then, Bob, could you be one of the techie band guys from Revenge of the Nerds? Maybe one of the guitarists guys? Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> I could definitely yeah. that, out. that would work. It goes... <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I don't know if I could do the electric fiddle, but I would definitely... But Bob does play um, the trumpet... Well, not so much the trumpet, more the euphonium. The these euphonium,
1: days. that's right. I couldn't yes, I started
2: remember. on the trumpet. I did trumpet for mm-hmm. a couple of years and then moved down to low brass with the nice. euphonium. It's kind of like a mini tuba, about the same range as the uh, trombone. One of these days, we will do ska.
0: Ooh, that would
2: be so <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> That'd be amazing.
1: We've been getting pretty ambitious in our musical styles here on the podcast.
0: We're about to do another. We're about mm-hmm. to do a several. You're going to hear a crazy intro again, and then you're going to hear uh, maybe another uh, interesting thing. And without further ado, let's get, let's get things started. Yeah.
2: I'm Zach.
0: I'm Colin.
2: And I'm Bob. Meow. And welcome, <laughs> welcome to, to the Houseplants Plans Podcast. <laughs>
3: podcast.
2: <laughs> we are oh here to talk that. about music, media, and the mission oh. of
1: Jesus. Heck yeah! And I guess holidays this time. This is a very
0: festive podcast. Oh, man. (laughs) Festivus. (laughs) No, (laughs) we won't do that. Um, But yeah, so uh, if you're tuning in with us for the first time, you're actually on part three of our series, which we are uh, going to be wrapping up this time um, concerning the question, is Is it it evil evil, as we approach Halloween? And as you're listening to this, I predict that we'll be close to the Halloween date. It may be a little bit before or after. Oh, when we finally yes. upload this yeah, it might
1: be like a week ahead, but
0: it's all good. Eh. Yeah. So um, but yeah, so I uh, think uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to the first two, you might want to go back and listen to D&D and then horror movies before we uh, move on. And uh, we're going to be talking about the most evil of all holidays <laughs> as we get closer. More to the most... evil than Valentine's Day. Well,
1: <laughs>
0: you wouldn't ever buy a Hershey's chocolate bar for a Demon, would you? <laughs> you might. I mean, I guess you would.
1: Is it more evil than St. Patrick's Day? That
0: sinful, debaucherous holiday? To indulge <laughs> in the most wicked of liquids <laughs> on the face of the earth. No, but so. <laughs> oh, Colin. We'll Colin. get into it. But, uh, Simmer first, down, my
2: man. Simmer down. I know. I need to, I'm, I'm at a nine. <laughs> He's I need to just bring it excited to a four. for the holidays. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just trying to springboard us. So, Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit about the worship song we're about to do?
1: Oh, yeah, we're going to do a classic Martin Luther
0: song. Yeah, this might be the second or third time we've done it.
1: We have done this one before, but not in this style. I don't know how I would describe this style. It's kind of rocky and
0: kind of gothic somewhat. So um, me and Zach were like, what, what sounds like Halloween? Yeah. So we did an Opeth one, which was a very mm-hmm. interesting one last that week. That goes
1: well with the horror movie theme, I and think. And the one
0: before, well, before last week, we did uh, like a straight a up metal. A little like bit more metal, classic
1: metal, yeah. Like yeah. I, would,
0: I, call yeah. It, I would say that uh, the way genres are defined, that would be like heavy metal, but from like the 80s, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so. So, so now we are approaching a, a, what I hope would be like w- our w- own original style. Would you say yeah.
2: this is more rock meets Phantom of the Opera?
0: Very much so. <laughs> yeah. I would call it it's kind of operatic. Yeah. I would call
1: it spooky opera rock. There you go. <laughs> it's kind of like camel rock. But it is in a continent that is far away from where the camels live. That's right.
0: Yeah. And so sometimes me and sometimes our, our music doesn't really have a yeah. genre because it's just the two of us. But we, yeah. I would say that we have some original sounds. Yeah. yeah. But I think for that, this one, that you do for this one,
1: the gothic really fits because you know it was uh, uh, 1500s Germany. So a lot of the Gothic cathedrals were were around,
0: and we're going to hear about how those yeah. types of churches were involved <laughs> yeah. in our subject matter and, tonight. Yeah,
1: and um, Luther himself is Halloween famous for yes. nailing his 95 thesis to the door of the church That's right. um, on Halloween. A lot of people don't realize this, but it was October 31st.
2: I thought it was uh, I thought it was All Saints Day, November first.
1: It was, uh, I think it was October 31st. No, it, it was October
2: before. 31st that he did that. That you, he did that. But they you're right, in anticipation of the All Saints that's Day exactly service. Right. That's exactly so right. So people would so actually then, walk by and see So then he like, actually yeah.
1: probably went out at night on All Hallows' Eve. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and then this song, too, um, talks a lot about the enemy of God, the devil. That's right. Kind of he's mentioned here and how he's the foe of us and of jesus but how jesus easily defeats him
0: there's a lot of verses yeah. in this we we only did a few but yeah. uh we'll pro- we could probably take a minute and talk about them after the worship song yeah that sounds right. good
1: yeah so i hope you all jam and worship with us despite this sounding a little bit different but you might not be ready for this but your kids are gonna love it <laughs> let's do it Street. thank you so much that you are our mighty fortress, uh, that you are protecting us from evil, um, that you are sovereign in all situations, um, and Lord, that you will win over evil easily. Um, We look forward to the day that you dispense with evil um, and that you defeat it for us once and for all. Um, We thank you for what your son Jesus did on the cross in, in defeating our enemy and defeating death and rising from the grave Lord I just um, I thank you for all of that and we look to you for our guidance for our salvation um, we look to you for protection and I just pray that um, as we discuss these very deep subject matter Lord that you would just give us the grace um, to talk about you to lift you up and that you would just be magnified in all our conversations in Jesus name Amen. Amen. Very nice. That really turned happy there at the end. <laughs> I wanted yeah.
0: to. I wanted to take your r- yeah. r- rough song and bring it back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> So Martin Luther actually wrote this song. A Mighty it. Fortress is Our God. And there's I a really whole bunch of verses. A lot.
1: Yeah. There's actually even more than I had. I have eight verses printed on this sheet.
0: He really wanted to get yeah. to through <laughs> the hordes of devils fill the land. We didn't quite yeah, get there. That's I guess
1: verse seven. We didn't quite get that far.
0: I mean, it would have been going on The Hordes on. of
1: devils fill the land and all threatening to devour us. We tremble, not unmoved. We stand. They cannot overpower us. Let this world's tyrant rage in battle. We'll engage. His might is doomed to fail. God's judgment must prevail. One little word subdues him. So it it goes on to talk about how powerful the devil must be like, Oh, we're up against this like really strong foe. That's really scary. But then at the very end of every verse, it talks about eh, God just (sighs) will subdue him with one little word. That's right. He'll just defeat him easily. And that's, that is what we believe as Christians. It's not two Mm -hmm. equal powers against Uh, each other. It's God in complete control. The devil Absolutely. is only around as long as God lets him.
0: Again, so. very much like a psalm, yeah. if you think about yeah. it, because a psalm always presents like a problem and then mm-hmm. talks about how God will redeem the problem yeah. and how we continue to trust. Like, uh, you know, Psalm 92, the Flourish song we do, it's, you know, uh, though the wicked spring up like weeds, they'll be destroyed forever. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it kind of fills in that same, that same dynamic of problem and solution and trust kind of thing. Yeah, they're mm-hmm.
1: around right now yeah that's right but yeah i mean that kind of leads into what we're talking about today with evil right
0: because demons are afoot yeah so (laughs) i really like christians
1: i I kept thinking about something that you said on the very first episode um you talked about how right now it is basically halloween for the demons because (laughs) as god's mission is like going forth um that's like fear it's scary to them fear inducing
0: that's true yeah uh jesus uh jesus approaches two demons and they say please like they know it immediately that it's the yeah. son of god and they say absolutely have you come to torture us before our appointed time and as we've looked yeah. into what angels and demons are in our previous episode i truly this is just my interpretation but i truly believe that jesus at any time had the power to like cast them into like in like a plane that wasn't Heaven. Oblivion, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It w- I mean, wrapped in chains until yeah. and then say you're just gonna st- sit here and then eventually you're gonna go to hell. Yeah. But but he like shows mercy even on the demons, which yeah. is interesting. Um, but I think that a big part of why uh mm-hmm. demons are so afraid of Jesus is because, like we've said in previous episodes, they have no power over God or Jesus, mm-hmm. and so uh, and I think there are times when there are demons strong enough to fight anyone except for. Yeah, jesus because he right. says like uh, i think at a different part I'm trying to remember the scripture but he says something like oh this was a special kind of demon that needed to be this one only this comes way. out through prayer yeah yeah mm-hmm. he said that but either way that's uh that's mm-hmm. kind of the the message there is yeah. that n- nothing can overcome uh jesus because right. he overcame yeah. the world
2: with with our previous episode being so heavily focused on different horror films and yeah things like that and we the exorcists of uh, various exorcism films were even brought up. And then I find, I find that statement to be quite interesting in of itself, that although there are some that might be powerful from our perspective, that none of them are, are anywhere near powerful enough for God. Really.
0: I mean, that's, that's what's interesting too is uh, again, I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent, but when we discussed uh, the archangel Michael and Daniel, mm-hmm. uh, he was able, he himself, just that angel was able to fight, the devil and defeat him. Mm. And so, oh yeah, and not to say that we shouldn't fear the enemy. That's definitely what we should fear the yeah. enemy. And we're going to talk about in this episode why it's important to have a a healthy fear of the spiritual world mm-hmm. and The uh, spiritual warfare, as as it were, but um, but yeah. So before, yeah. Speaking
2: of which, why don't we get into it and and start with a refresher on on kind of this idea of what is evil? So uh, again, we we discussed episode uh, one
0: about demons, episode two uh, with horror films about the idea of defining what evil is, Mm -hmm. and and making sure we understand before we ask the question, is it evil? Um, And we we kind of compare and contrast because there are times in the scripture when evil is evil is called uh, hurricanes that hurt people. Evil is called, uh, you know, the, the own uh, evil in your heart of of man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Evil is also, you know, found in sin and wickedness. Yep. Um, And so I guess the flat general term, I mean, we come back to is that evil seems to be anything that goes against uh, I guess I would say like moral moral goodness according to God. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And yeah. yeah,
1: and so for evil to be something that goes against the moral goodness of God, it has to be something that was started out and intended to be good. Yeah, and has been corrupted. And so right. all those things you just mentioned are they require something good, like even like a hurricane right. requires weather. We think that weather was created by God for the uh-huh. goodness of like the system of the earth. Yes. And that goes wrong and a hurricane happens and we get in the way of it. And then, and the, right, well, that's true. <laughs> but, but yeah. as Zach pointed
0: out, I think in the the D and D episode, when we really got into the nitty gritty mm-hmm. uh, and also C.S. Lewis defined it this way is the absence of good. Yep. So if we get to that point where we say, okay, well, what is evil? Evil is the absence of godly goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so a hurricane Killing people, you know, might just look like God saying, "This is this is a people that have kind of sinned for a long time." Yeah. So I'm going to allow these earthquakes to come in mm-hmm. and not prevent them, and yeah. allow the 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 evil to be the absence of good in this situation. Yeah.
1: And yeah. sin, you know, is when you're making a deliberate choice to go against yes, the will of God. So which, you're right. which
0: goes back to the actions yeah. of man the
1: actions. And you're kicking the goodness of God out of your heart by doing Mm -hmm. that. And so it becomes
0: the absence of God. So making it evil. So now you guys have like a, like a baseline for Mm -hmm. what what we will be doing, which is asking that question like we have in the last two episodes. Now I know uh, the trend is forming. If you have listened to the episodes uh, in a row that uh, I, I would say, um, or at least my opinion based on what the scriptures have said is that um, uh, D and D has the opportunity to be used for good. Uh horror movies I feel in in a lot of ways define good and evil and that can be a good mm-hmm. opportunity for for Christians to learn.
2: Yes, and and with the recognition that just because it is gruesome does not inherently make it evil as right. we saw in a lot of the tales from the from the scriptures itself where right. God had ordained these gruesome terrible things from our perspective what appears to be gruesome and terrible or in fact ordained by god himself therefore cannot be evil if we worship a good god and so
0: the other the other flip side of both of those episodes is that it is okay it is okay to uh, abstain from something Mm -hmm. if it is a stumbling block Mm -hmm. that is that that is God that is something that God uh writes in his scriptures plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Um and as we'll go to the scripture, what is it, Ro- uh Romans 14? Oh yeah. Uh and the the well, the the the, don't, the way Paul would approach something don't like this. judge mm-hmm. uh, another Christian's walk. Uh, and so we'll get into that too. Zach has a nice uh good notes section for that. Um but before we even get there, I want to ask you guys a few questions about sure. Halloween. Mm-hmm. So um if i if i wasn't worried about copyright there's a hilarious thing from uh the halloween i think it's the third halloween movie and it's a commercial jingle that goes anyway (laughs) that's probably all i can sing of that without copyright
1: halloween hymns you know
0: oh no so let me ask you guys uh uh, first thing before we even get into the like big questions um, what are your some some of your fonder memories from Halloween
2: as a child or as an adult?
1: Got to go with uh, trick or treating.
0: Yeah, so yeah.
2: good. That's I so actually fun. don't have many of those memories what? from childhood, what? and what I mean by that is that uh, my family we did not pra- participate in Halloween. Okay, well, intentionally. This is, is going right.
0: to be yeah. See, this is going to be good because then we'll have a fresh perspective.
1: Bob, yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yes. Yeah. You know, when we met, we were in college, uh-huh. and we obviously did the Halloween, uh, of course, the Christianized, like, BCM Halloween parties. Yeah, still, yeah, the ministry stuff. Nonetheless, yeah. we would uh, dress up and invite people to come down and hang out at the BCM mm-hmm. and eat candy with us. So,
2: Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I, I grew up, and my parents had chosen to abstain from it, part, okay. uh, most likely part of the uh, Satanic Panic era of the late 80s and into the early 90s and so that played a huge role into their decisions regarding regarding that and
0: um, and again as we'll we'll get into it that it is okay to have a healthy fear mm-hmm. of the spiritual world spiritual yeah. warfare uh and so we're not gonna we're not gonna bash anything the, any yeah. belief that believes in that um So I'll just tell you, I have a lot of memories. My dad passed away. All three of our fathers are now passed, Mm -hmm. but uh, my dad passed away when I was fairly young. And so some of my early Halloween memories are of me and my dad, like dressing like a duo Mm -hmm. thing. So he'd be like a big pirate and I was like a little pirate kid
1: and stuff like
0: that. I have like little pictures. And so for me, like a lot of holidays, it was like family time. Yeah. It was like, let me do fun stuff with my family and get candy and whatever. Um, and uh, you know, my mom and dad weren't like super duper crazy on the horror movies, but every now and again we'd watch, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Um, Ernest Scared Stupid or something like That's some a great one. Oh, or with, Hocus Pocus. The, uh,
1: Hocus Pocus, a good one too. Yeah. I saw that in the theater. Did
0: Hocus you really? How old were you?
1: Um, I don't remember exactly how old I was, probably like, I don't know, six, seven, or eight. Okay. And uh, whenever it came out, yeah, uh, I think my dad took me, yeah.
0: Yeah, I remember Bob. A fond memory uh-huh. of you with Halloween was at the BCM and I dressed yeah? up
2: as you and you dressed up as Oh, what did you was dress so up good. as. No, wait, uh, maybe you didn't dress up. Uh, uh, no, I I I did most years at the very least. Uh, um that that might have been the year that I was more of the wizard. Mm, you were a wizard, I remember yes, now. Yes. Uh, I'm going to have to send yes, everybody a that,
0: picture of me dressed up as Bob.
2: Yes. That yeah. that uh where I was dressed up as a wizard, I was actually we were we did a group uh outfit of Where's Waldo? That's right. I yeah, that was how. I mean, I've right. seen Where's
1: Waldo before, but I didn't realize there was like other characters in Where's uh-huh. Waldo. Yeah, um, that's right. Quite, so okay, there's, quite like hilarious. A, there's like a wizard and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's and as so that's that's a good point too. As I got older, um, it became more about like, what are you going to dress up as this year? Yeah, right. And so like every yeah. Halloween at the BCM, or like you know even later on when we were still doing like campus ministry stuff, like you'd like come up with a good costume for the bonfire or whatever. Like so one year, one year I was Marty McFly we talked about the, yeah, the right. Marty McFly.
2: Thing. So my first time actually dressing up for Halloween was in high school. Okay. Uh, well, and so I, I dressed up as an FBI agent and I kind of, uh, I, I dressed it was, it was because, because it was such a simple outfit. You could just kind of more, it's more of dressed up, but you have mm-hmm. just maybe some accessories that kind of lean towards that direction. Um, it was easier for me to "quote unquote" sneak out of the house and participate in Halloween at school, and so where man we're, rebellious. <laughs> I had no idea Bob had a rebellious streak. Yes, and then the next year I dressed we were up all as high schoolers as as, here, so. as, as, yeah. as a um, asylum doctor, and my friend friend of mine he Ooh. dressed up in a straitjacket, and I had every single one of his teachers sign off on him. And or take over for him. After. So if there are <laughs> nice. if there
0: are currently listeners who abstain from Halloween and are super infuriated by our stories, <laughs> I am so sorry. Uh, we are just we are just kind of you know it's springboarding yeah. here. Yeah,
2: it's more more reminiscing and <laughs> yeah, absolutely tell us our past. And
0: so um, uh, I'll just add, so I want to lead into our next question, which I think is going to be a thing we come back to, which is, well, how do you guys? what do you guys think specifically is so reprehensible to Christians about Halloween? What would Mm. you say is like the one thing a lot of people get stuck on?
2: It's it. Um, many Christians would view it as celebrating. Uh, um, it's, it's a holiday that celebrates witches, witchcraft and things that are viewed as evil, like horror. Yeah. It's like the horror holiday. And then, uh, it, it's it's more it's more about the the celebration of demonic forces. I think. Mm. Yes. Okay. And so and so for me, I think that another thing I see a
0: lot, which is just an American culture thing, I'm not sure who else celebrates uh, Halloween um, the way that we do, but um, I know that there's Dia de los Muertes in, in Mexico. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, even that is kind of a different Spain. thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so well, like so, uh, but for. For our purposes in America, I think one of the things as a Christian I sort of like don't like is the sexualization
2: of costumes that happen that with the true. youth that's of a good the point. female youth. And that has definitely happened over the last 15 years specifically. I don't know if it's been that I think recent. has been
1: around for a while. 15 oh, years so? would be yeah.
0: 2005. But mm-hmm. I remember when I was a kid having pretty like scandal, like seeing my mom's I'm friends sure, I'm and sure stuff. it's always gotcha. kind of
1: been a thing. Well, yeah, it's kind of, well, that was a joke in the movie. Mean girls. Mm. Have you all seen that movie? I have. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan comes in. She's a new girl out of school and she's from like another, she's from South Africa, I think. By the way, certain,
0: certain, this, this fan base for this movie is really wild. Yeah, true, true.
1: So the, um, the teen girls that are like the popular girls in the school. Yeah. mm -hmm. They have their idea of Halloween, which is kind of dressing up slutty and right. Just like um, their
0: Christmas outfit thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they're
1: like, well, this is what Halloween is for. But then Lindsay Lohan's like, I'm going to make the spookiest like costume. And she comes dressed up as like some undead you know, zombie woman with like right. fake bad teeth and stuff. Yeah. And it's like completely different. <laughs> yeah, But so, yeah, that is kind of what American Halloween kind of becomes is the sexualized kind of
0: thing. Well, for some, yeah. for some, yeah. because, because Halloween is one of those like party holidays, kind of yep. like new year's or anything where you mm-hmm. would, like have an excuse to like have like a big house party. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and so that is one of the things I've, I, I would say it's kind of a weird reprehensible thing that I wouldn't agree with. A lot of Christians
1: would not get behind that. I wouldn't. Pr- well, hopefully so. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> (laughs)
0: I wouldn't recommend any Christian practice that kind of thing. Um, what about you Zach? Do you find anything particularly weird about it?
1: Here's what's interesting about like the Halloween, because I kind of see like two different levels because there are people who abstain from it completely and they just are like no Halloween. But then there's some people who say our kids want a trick or treat. So why don't we make this kind of more of a family friendly version of Halloween? Right. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely respect that. So what they do is they'll say like, um, okay, no dressing up as like demons no dressing up as anything scary or witches because of witchcraft. Yeah. But we can still go to the church and have, um, some churches will call it like a fall festival and they won't yeah. even say Halloween, uh-huh. um, but it's still kind uh, of, uh, others would say trunk or treat, trunk or treat. It's still kind of practically Halloween because it's, 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 it's you dress a, up you go around, you get your candy.
2: Yeah.
1: It, yeah. It's, it's some of the less, um, yeah. offensible parts of yeah. the holiday. And I think that, I think it's, taking the parts of the holiday that are not religious at all. And so they are kind of religiously neutral. And sure. I do know people who abstain from Halloween, but they're all people from other countries. Okay. And really? we'll get into that a little bit
0: more later on. It might just be, it yeah. might be a huge American culture thing, just like mm-hmm. a lot of our other holidays. Yeah. Are. yeah. Um, and also it's funny because, you know, churches that don't even want to say the word Halloween, but the word Halloween does come from the term all hallows eve yeah and that is actually the the church's side of of the contribution mm-hmm. not the pagan side of the contribution that's mm-hmm. right and so springboarding into that let me just give you guys like a like a nice Brief summarized history. There's it's a lot, brief. a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that goes into the history of Halloween. You can watch the haunted history of Halloween <laughs> on the
1: History Channel. That's true. I've seen before. <laughs> a lot of some of some,
0: if not a lot of my info that I summed up, comes from the History Channel website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so Halloween was originally derived from the Celtic holiday, well, or the Celtic time, uh, uh known as it's spelled Sam and a lot of people pronounce it that way. I know that a lot of people would say that the Gaelic pronunciation is like "sawen," like kind of like mm-hmm. a weird, uh, and so um, and it's celebrated on October 31st, and it marked the end of the harvest season. So, one of the origin reasons that this holiday was celebrated was because you have your harvest season where things are really good and you're growing crops and mm-hmm. all of that. And, and in 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 the terms of the Celts and you know places in Europe. Uh, when the winter came, you basically had to make sure you had food or you were in big trouble. And so springboarding after that was like winter time for them. So they didn't really do like the whole, you know, winter is December, whatever. After October 31st, they were like, we are in fear of frost and our crops dying and stuff. So that's kind of where that began. So another thing that began to be a belief was that on that day, they would uh, there there was like a veil to this thing mm-hmm. called the other world, which mm-hmm. um, uh, there's some, some different names for it, but uh, essentially the veil between the realm of the spirits. Yeah. Dead deities, whatever you want to call that world would open up and you would have a day where those things would be around. And so they believed that if they were to celebrate, leave snacks out, things like that, they would appease those things, and then in turn, it would ensure their survival through the winter. It was like a good omen to do that to gotcha. not like gotcha. to not make them angry. And so, um, but as time went on, uh, in like the 1800s um, in Europe and places around there, they and, and during all of this time, they're actually battling sort of like a cultural battle with the church. Which is very interesting. And we're about to get into that. But one of the other things they would was, you say a culture war, perhaps culture war. Yes. And so <laughs> a lot of the bad. a lot of the things that are um, what you would call uh, superfluous with Halloween as far as like party things like bobbing for apples mm-hmm. and stuff like that are derived from later, which ritualistic stuff from like the 1800s um and that's when things got like a lot more dangerous and i would say like christianity would would really like repulse this kind of stuff because you would do like seances you would do Mm -hmm. divination and uh, oh yeah uh, evoking evoking spirits and things Mm -hmm. which is bad 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 well i would say that it is if you believe what the scripture is saying then it's bad 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 it is it is evil don't do it so (laughs) yeah (laughs) you don't do it you don't do it (laughs) so um so meanwhile so we have another history that takes place in in europe but not necessarily in the same celtic location uh more in the british and then like kind of more centralized where the pope uh was involved
1: the roman locations
0: that's true and so um you know and and originally the dates were different, but uh, a Pope, I think in the 1700s changed the date of this to November 1st and November 2nd. Uh, but, uh, the Halloween holiday is also derived from all saints day, mm-hmm. um, or all hollows day. And on November 1st was supposed to be all saints day where you celebrated yeah. saints, like as in St. Uh, Well, And
1: so a lot of the canonized saints had their own day. That's right. There was a St. Valentine's day, even all the way back, like in the St. Peter, St. Peter, a lot of these,
0: a lot of these more prominent ones. But then you also just had a generalized, let's Uh celebrate the saints day.
1: There's all the saints that hadn't been canon in the Catholic church. And so they said, let's just open it up. Let's celebrate all the saints because the Bible just defines a saint as a Christian, you know who was passed on. That's right.
0: And so, well, there's, it's interesting because they also, they also had the day after November Mm -hmm. 2nd, they called all souls day. And it was, uh, so not, not all denominations followed along with the all souls day, but it was a day to mourn or remember uh, and pray for passed on regular Mm -hmm. people so i guess they were defining saints versus regular people i'm not sure why saints would have been
2: christians i guess souls would be anyone Mm -hmm. if your like grandmother
0: passed away
2: and and, well this makes sense in the context of the catholic church where purgatory was a very strong belief Mm -hmm. and and purgatory is a big part of what will become the
0: traditions of halloween in a lot of weird ways so they
1: believe that there's a day um, at least during this tradition, they would have a day where they'd pray for people who'd passed on. That's right. To make their way through purgatory up towards God. And so yeah.
0: um so one of the things that makes the word Halloween Halloween is that all Hollows Day is because mm-hmm. if you don't know what the word hollow, like hallow be thy name, that's like a, a term that was used in Jesus' prayer that I guess the Catholic Church made that the like prayer they always say. Hallowed. Well, I mean, it is the, known as the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. Way. That's what, what, I, what yeah. I'm saying is that that word, Um, you know what, Bob? Will you look up that word? I don't remember the exact definition. That would be a good thing. Doesn't for, it just
1: mean holy? It yeah. does. Oh, it does, holy does mean holy. sacred, yeah.
0: Yeah, it means that, like, the person you are talking about is of holy Uh. uh, yeah. uh nature, yes, I guess. Yes. Honor right. is holy. Yep. That's right. So um, I just wanted to make sure I didn't. Uh, uh, oh, it's the verb. Yeah, it's the verb form. It's so hallow to
1: be your name. Like, let's hallow your name and let's make it it holy. Yes, Mm -hmm.
0: and so All Saints Day or All Hallows Day was Mm -hmm. declaring saints holy and in remembrance and in celebration. So. The day before that would be all All Hollows right. Eve. We get it, and yeah. right. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm just I'm treating you like five year olds. So essentially, yeah. um, the church, like so many other holidays, tried to adapt Halloween or the Samhain or Samhain or whatever into a church tradition uh, and mix it together. And i oh, part and of that. Christians have never done yeah, that, right? <laughs> so we're about to t- talk about other holidays that do the exact same thing. But um, culturally, there was, like, like you said, a culture war between these pagan beliefs and mm-hmm. the, the church. And the church, of course, was trying to have a certain amount of power over the Celts at the time, and uh, leading up through history. Um, but also the church was trying to define holidays that they knew people were already celebrating Mm-hmm. And change the tradition to be more in line with the church, which right. I don't think is inherently wrong. I think, yeah. But it's also a slippery slope if you're willing yeah. to like let it still be and, and like not abstain from the other stuff. It's
1: kind of smart, really, because... The, right. A recipe for rebellion would be: Let's uh, make sure this holiday uh, gets l- gets eliminated. Yeah, l- out. Down. L- let's wipe yeah. out their
2: cultural
0: beliefs right. entirely. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so the, obviously that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the wrong way to go as well. But right so yeah um so eventually what ended up happening that was really weird by like the 1400s and stuff with the churches they started like having guys in black robes ringing bells in the street they had like interpretive art and dances that involved death they got like very very obsessed with that and purgatory specifically mm-hmm. and so they say oh these people are dead and they're in purgatory you better like ring your bell or and pray for them and stuff and so this time of year became very much like it's the death
1: day that's kind of how it became associated with the dead.
0: That's exactly right. So they tried to say, okay, well, church deals with death. Let's make it about death because they're already talking about the deity like realm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so yeah, and so it kind of smashed together and then we over time got like, you know, witchcraft and paganism involved with the church and then the church kind of backed off and paganism kind of rose a little bit more and then it backed off and the church came back in and eventually you have this modern holiday tradition. And so the interesting part of all of that is that that is that, believe it or not, is how most of our holidays became modern holidays. They're they are both based in something they're else. They're both
1: like if you're looking at a holiday that like Europeans have celebrated. Right. Europeans and Americans. Right. Um, it's going to be like that. It's going to be some pagan day that the church decided to put one of their holidays on right. in order to kind of win the hearts of the people yes. from the pagan
2: culture. Yeah.
0: So newsflash Christians, Christmas is exactly the yeah. same. And in a lot of ways, Easter is the same. And I yeah. know that yeah. one's a hard pill to swallow because Easter is what I would call like the closest to being a truly Christian holiday. Yeah. And it is, but we have to first accept the idea that all holiday origins are like ugly <laughs> and like, aren't they aren't going to be perfect? It's not like a holiday where Jesus Himself said, "This day will be declared." This day. Now, the other thing that I think is uh, funny. Th- th- now, no, to,
2: to to be fair to, uh, to, yeah. to be fair to Easter, we adopted definitely the name and the bunnies and the eggs. Yeah. But at, at least that one the
1: date has a historical Absolutely. Saving. That that That's is still true. that
2: still yeah. sticks in with, with the Passover Jewish calendar. The style. Passover is, yeah. is is associated with, with Christmas Easter.
0: we didn't know. So And then Passover
2: <laughs> yeah. Passover uh what is it called? Palm
0: Palm Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, Palm Sunday the week before was yeah. actually a thing, which is why when Jesus came into the town, they already had their like palms out. Like yeah, that was already was a thing. The
1: Passover salvation. right? And so
0: that yeah. that that was there, uh-huh. but also the other thing was there. Yeah. and they kind of smashed it. Over I time. like
1: I like how people act like it's some big secret like do you know the conspiracy uh like, jesus wasn't Christmas. born on december
0: 25th okay christians Idiot. owned atheists wow won. you look so dumb right now <laughs> i'm gonna make a meme and it's a guy going like uh but jesus was born on december 25th wow uh here's your sign billing <laughs> no, all right so <laughs> so here's oh here's goodness. here's the second point i think we should we should talk about uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but Christians make a hardline case against a, a Halloween, and I've read a lot of articles this week about mm-hmm. that. And they say, and they say, what does the Bible actually say about Halloween? Now, there are plenty of scriptures that speak out against um, the temp- the priests of the temple getting involved in pagan uh, beliefs, which is mm-hmm. not good. Okay. So we have to, dis- I would disavow that on the podcast, all pagan rituals that aren't for the glorification of, of God and Jesus Christ are not something that a Christian should be involved in. So, okay. So that's, that's the first thing. But a lot of Christians also just use things like take no part in anything that's evil. Mm-hmm. See, this says the Halloween's bad. Or uh, so the, in like Ephesians 5, 11, it says, take no part in the unfaithful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Or in Corinthians ten twenty one, you cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. Mm-hmm. You cannot partake in the table of the Lord in the table of demons. Yes, yeah, so and they say, see, yeah, you can't celebrate Halloween, the
1: demons, and and the devil's birthday. Right. With- <laughs> <The> devil's birthday.
0: <laughs> right. So I remember. I think I remember at one point uh, the, the the Satan the Satanist church uh, uh, the one guy who made that like the satanic bible or whatever Mm -hmm. it's called he tried to make the case that the devil's birthday was (laughs) october 31st so um
1: (laughs) (laughs) what's didn't he also used to go like on talk shows and stuff and say listen okay i'm i'm actually an atheist i'm doing this basically to troll people was kind of his thing yeah Yeah. it's okay so it's a he's a flim flam man but you know what's funny is (laughs) is that is kind of what they believe. Like they don't actually believe in like a spiritual devil, I know. but they the, make themselves the enemy of Christianity and of God by saying, by saying we're out here rebelling against Christ. So well, in uh, way, we just believe that you should kind be able of, to
0: do whatever you want. Kind of accomplishes the same yeah. effect. <laughs> so, um, so <laughs> Christians make a hard case and say that like, you know, these, these kinds of, these things are of darkness and you shouldn't, mm. uh, you know, you shouldn't abide them. And, and I would agree that if something was um, used to to be a stumbling block for Christians to to take them away from God, I would say that that is evil. Yeah. By the end of this episode, you may hear me say, yeah, in a, in a lot of ways, Halloween is evil. So you might hear that at the end, but I want to get there first. But I want to say that a lot of times Christians use a specific narrative um, to make a point. So let's say that I wanted somebody to vote for a particular political party. I might have four or five scriptures ready to go to make that point. If I wanted to, um, if I wanted Judas to become a vegan, I might take four or five scriptures and then use them to make a point. Like rise, Peter, kill and eat. Right. So one of the things, (laughs) one of the things that's been a, a tough thing, uh, when asking the question, is it evil is to ask, does the scripture in, does the scripture actually say this specific thing is evil? Now we can't, Use that in every case because certain things didn't exist 2,000 years ago. Such as Halloween. Such as Halloween. But pagan rituals did. So is, is there reason to fear Halloween in that it is related to pagan rituals? Yes, that's true. And that is why a lot of Christians make the choice to abstain, I think. is probably one of their main reasons is its association with those old practices
2: now, How, however with that being said the same is also true of for christmas christmas and the easter bunny eggs and stuff and, 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 and now to, to back up real quick the easter
0: bunny we, is evil <laughs> yes, well, peter the apostle peter is actually peter cottontail that's what south park said <laughs> yeah that was all right so, so go ahead
2: no no but but the idea of of the fact that the the, the, the shepherds were in the fields at night um, due to uh, it, shows us that that was probably in the springtime, probably closer to April ish. Yes. Um, and, mm. and, and so, um, because the, 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 the sheep were about to give birth, and so it says
1: nothing about like snow. Or you know, snowmen or well, Santa. To, to be
2: fair, this is this is the, the region of, of Bethlehem or Jerusalem. It, you don't really get much snow in a desertous region. Like snowmen
0: that. are demonic. <laughs> you are putting a personification on the precipitation, and that is evil. Yeah, that's animistic. right? That is an idol. Yeah, it's a it's an idol you've created. You have made a created statue. An idol for oh, yourselves. Out of snow and ice. <laughs> I'm so
2: off the rails. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. So, so <laughs> no, no, Bob no, 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 is absolutely correct. So that
0: these other holidays have the same context. Yes,
2: and so with 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 Christmas, for example, one of the main reasons why it was moved was because uh, the pagans at the time believed that the that the sols that the um was that the solstice is that uh yes yes it, mm-hmm. the shortest day of the year that was when the sun is rebirthed yeah. and Christians moved it. Right. And, to that same time for scary. The, the you watch Christ. the
1: sun die every year. Yeah. There's a pagan
0: medieval. festival and, celebrated by Rome uh, on, on December 25th called Saturnalia. Yeah. And where and, and it was interesting because during that time they exchanged gifts and would overindulge on purpose on food, mm-hmm. which is interesting because though that's not necessarily a tradition that people agree is a thing on Christmas, I guarantee besides Thanksgiving, Christmas is like the forerunner of the most food you will eat in well, one day. Well, to,
2: to, to be fair, it is an American tradition to overindulge right. in food. That's true. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying that's one of those things but, that kind of has carried on. So, but when Christians came and in, in, begin to interact with with these particular pagans, they said, "Well, let us." T-, you said you you believe in the rebirth of the sun. Well, let us tell you about the birth, the single birth of the sun. And so the Boom. son of God. God's it's, son. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and so so they used it as a witnessing tool, which is how they've done so many of these other yeah. holidays as well. Thank you, Bob. That
0: So what Bob was just making a point is a point I'm probably going to make in this episode pretty hard, which is, again, about the opportunity we have as Christians. That's right, yeah. So let me give you an example for Easter, because Bob keeps going like, no, Easter's good. I'm like, yeah, no, I got it. I understand. So one of the things that the church has done with the eggs even though the eggs is associated with the the mm-hmm. ra- yeah. you know the Easter, the Bible
1: eggs. says nothing about eggs.
0: <laughs> I mean, most people don't even know that. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think eggs is is probably uh, listed at least once as existing in the Bible at some point. But um, it I says will just nothing
1: about painting them though. <laughs> no, it does not. I don't think.
0: <laughs> so um, I will just say this: I've I've seen churches do some really cool things with Easter Easter egg hunts. One of them mm-hmm. is to to uh, associate a an egg hatching as like a renewal or rebirth yeah. and then they associate that with Jesus being resurrected mm-hmm. from the grave on the third day. Now, we're going to maybe I'm going to maybe make a case about that with Halloween, but just so you understand, a lot of Christians are fine with things like this where we flip the holiday yeah. and make the tradition more uh, as a uh, either a teaching or an opportunity yeah. to do stuff with your family that doesn't adhere to the pagan ritual, yeah, mm-hmm. but actually builds up the church in some and way. Churches use egg hunts all the time right. to just get
1: families to come yeah. hang out at church. And then they evangelize there.
0: Right. And yeah. and I've seen plenty of churches actually use like Santa to hand out presents yeah. and stuff. And then it's like, Oh, Santa, I'm just like Jesus's friend, Santa, you know, whatever. And so what, what I'm saying is there are, there are whether or not that is right or wrong. Uh, a lot of churches and a lot of Christian communities are fine with this kind of thing. But Halloween has been kind of set aside as like evil holiday. Cause it's kind of the dark one. Yeah. you know. No. And I get it. Yeah. But so, so what do we think in terms of yeah. a holiday, which is moving on to our next point here? Um, I would argue that a holiday is what you make it. Yeah. And so I have a, a few examples, but I'd love to hear what you guys uh, think about this statement birthdays and Valentine's day are a conspiracy created by the greeting card and candy companies to make tons of money. What would you say to this?
2: <laughs> I love a good, good conspiracy. So I do I'm too. In. Bob, what would you say to that? Um, those have comments to be perfectly blunt. I tend to roll my eyes and completely ignore.
0: So would you say that mm-hmm. without Valentine's day and Halloween and birthdays, The economy might crash. Would you say that might be a thing that
2: happens? (laughs) No, no, not not
0: in the least. I don't know. I doubt it. They Uh, might, uh, maybe
1: not crash,
0: but they 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 might be like, oh man, it's going to be be a huge sale, like Black Friday is. Would it hurt? Would it hurt very
2: very niche and very specific industries? Quite probably.
0: Okay, so if you were to if you were willing to make a statement such as this, which I've heard a lot, I would reply with this answer. My, my wife's birthday is a really good opportunity for me to do something really nice for my wife. I don't need an excuse, but it's always nice mm-hmm. to be reminded to do something. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Valentine's day. I don't need an excuse to take my wife out to dinner, but sometimes it's nice to have a day where it's like, we, this will be the fun it's day nice to, to have a reason. To, to, yeah. It's, it's when your life is really, really yeah. busy and like you just are like every year on Valentine's day, I take my wife out for a beautiful dinner or I go uh, on a hike or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So to me, whether or not the holiday is what it is, I like to think of it as a good opportunity to do something good. Absolutely. So what, what I'm trying to get at here is if a holiday is what you make it. And a lot of times Christians will take Easter, Christmas, um, uh, St. Patrick's day is another one that I see Mm -hmm. a lot of churches do really cool stuff for. Um, the uh especially also the um leading up to christmas like the advent um they'll do what is the hanging of the greens they have all of these traditions that involve doing something uh and saying you know what we're just advent
1: we've talked about before is like a ancient you know church celebration that was originally had to do with the end times that's right and the second coming
0: Mm -hmm. so So one of what i wanted to share a small story um My family for a very, very long time has celebrated this Polish Catholic kind of tradition Mm -hmm. called Valia. And you can look that up on Wikipedia. It's uh, interesting. And so my grandmother being from her family, being from Poland brought this tradition over and we did it on Christmas, like the Christmas dinner, Christmas Eve where you had like the, that um, communion uh, cracker bread. Oh yeah. Okay. And it, And what you would do is you would have your piece and you would go to another member of your family. They would rip a piece of your bread off and eat it. And you would rip a piece of their bread off and eat it. And then you would wish them something for the following year that they would have this pretty cool. They would, I wish you all the love or whatever. And so in our family's tradition, we did that for a really, really long time. I don't know if they still do it. I haven't been down to Florida in a a few years, but um, I always loved that. I knew that it probably didn't have much to do with scripture, but I thought like, man, what a cool thing. Because then you can like be, it's a kind very, of like a
1: blessing, a
0: blessing. Yeah. That's exactly right. If I had done it this year or in past years, I probably would have been like, may God like bless you. And my grandma and my aunt who went to Catholic church when I was a kid, used to say stuff like that. Like may God bless you with a year of fun and a growth for you and stuff like that. And so is that holiday i you could probably look this up. There's probably a lot more that goes into the holiday, but my my grandmother used it as an opportunity to, to promote like blessings uh, in her family and for people to like love on each other.
2: Now, cool. Now let me flip that around just a bit. Okay. What about Christians who would then take the season, the uh, holiday season and make it a stance of, of showing that they are, um, of not celebrating in an effort to show the culture that they are going to uh, stand against evil and stand up uh, so so here here's
0: the here's the question then um as a as a believer mm-hmm. If you take a hard stance against Halloween, is that what you're saying basically? Yeah, basically. A group
2: of Christians, a church. Who are making the holiday, what they will of it, and are thus taking it as an opportunity to make a stance of holiness and to stand against evil. I mean, I don't,
0: I don't see that being an issue at all. I think a tradition is a tradition. Yeah. Um, in America, there are things that are laws mm-hmm. that have nothing to do with Christianity, but we sometimes mix and match um, I would say that you would probably get a lot of backlash from people who say I can celebrate however I want mm-hmm. just the same freedom. We have of religion in America, but I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with standing for purity and goodness on a holiday that you believe is evil. But what I am saying is mm-hmm. I also think that holidays are good opportunities yeah. to promote God's goodness and you're with your family and friends yeah doing fellowship I think
1: you know as long as you find the, the but that's area, a good question yeah. because
0: sure that's a i mean because that that puts you in a kind of a tough position like there are a lot of stances that christians are on right now where they have to say like i'm sorry we just cannot believe with the government about this we can't believe with the tradition about this yeah and so that's a that's a tough place to be in but i also like so I wouldn't begrudge anybody for taking a hard stance as long as they do it with honor and decency. Yeah. But um, I I also think that holidays can be good opportunities. Yeah.
1: I think you have to find though, the thing that doesn't make a stumbling block. That's right. It it has to be done in a way that doesn't make a stumbling block. And it also um, can't lead into sinful things. So you got to find like kind of the, the more pure aspects of it. Right. Yeah. So I kind of want to talk about, people who do abstain from halloween and there's kind of a different reason i think a lot of us in america have seen the people who said like halloween's evil i'm gonna um stand against it because of my christianity right um a lot of people from other cultures that i've come across have said that they won't celebrate halloween okay okay so um especially um people from areas of africa Latin America and Haiti gotcha places like that Um, because these places a lot of times have a culture of like voodoo witchcraft black magic and so to them Halloween really reminds them of that and so it's like a cultural form sort of thing I just think it's really really interesting so um, when I went to Haiti one of the things that I learned was that the voodoo religion is kind of like it's not very formal and it's very like mixed in with Christianity. Right. So like there's a temple in the town of Tabar, which is where um, Scott's friend Schubert lives. Yes. Um, and that temple is looks like a Catholic church. It's got like a picture of like a saint almost kind of looks like a like a Mary kind of figure on the front of the building
2: huh? Okay. I, and okay. I asked,
1: is this a Catholic church? And they said, no, this is a voodoo temple and that's a voodoo goddess. But I was like, it looked so much like a Catholic church. And then the other thing that's crazy about Haiti is voodoo has been so prevalent there for like much of its history. Um, there was a, a general named um, Henry Christophe. And he was like the, he's kind of like the George Washington of Haiti. Like he led right. the, the forces to like free themselves from French rule. Okay. And uh, Christophe apparently, according to rumor said that Haiti will serve the devil for a hundred years. Whoa. <laughs> so voodoo was like prominent, even like in the beginning of like Haiti. So Haitian Christians won't touch stuff like Halloween. Also um in seminary, I've known people from Africa who've said, I'm not going to celebrate Halloween. It's just like, americans don't realize that this spiritual stuff is real um and it's best to be careful with it but i don't think they also go out and like pick it against like trick-or-treating i've never seen them like go like hold a sign up or anything like that Uh they just say i'm not touching this i don't think other people should either but you know it's kind of their choice so i guess that kind of like leads me to believe like are we somehow led astray with this, Or is it just kind of a cultural context reality that I don't completely understand? Well, you know? in,
2: in many ways, I view this similar to going back to episode one when talking mm-hmm. about I, I, I kind of put into contrast the idea of like the, the Ouija board versus D&D. I mean, I am not going to touch a Ouija board. Ouija board yeah, I right. mentioned before that I will not bring it into my home. But I don't view the piece of wood with with painting on it to be inherently evil. It's about how it's being used. Right. right? And so my question is, um, how is Halloween being used? Is Halloween, from an American cultural perspective, does it bring about a variety of seances and 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 pagan worship, or is it just people dressing up and asking for candy? It depends. See, and this,
0: this is going to be my hardline point for the whole series is it depends who is doing it and why mm-hmm. they're doing it. Yeah. It's really about what heart you bring sure. into something. Sure. Um, I, I would say that there is a lot of pagan ritual involved in Christmas. There's yeah. a lot of pagan ritual involved in uh, uh Valentine's day and other yeah. holidays of that. And major. I wonder
1: what, what's I haven't heard a lot of what people from other cultures might say about, christmas too sure but there is like in in places where the pagan like voodoo thing is real and very spiritual there's also an effort by christians to distance themselves from that and so i think i think for you know if you're coming from a place where there are shamans that like live down the street who are like having pagan rituals right you come to a country where once a year people like dress up like skeletons and stuff. Yeah. You're going to be like, eh, mm, staying away from that. <laughs> well, like, okay. So,
0: so we know that the church at least wanted to, to include mm-hmm. in this, in this, uh, Sam Hain or, uh, Samhain, uh, belief, their, uh, celebration and yeah. remembrance and prayer for the people who have died and the saints who have passed and things like that. So we know at least that there is, quite a bit of
2: basis in the church oh, yeah. surrounding Halloween. Yeah. So we know that. Yes. And, so, and real quick, before we move on, I did want to bring up that very point itself. Okay. This idea of recognizing death and more, those who have died and more specifically death itself. Right. I tend to, uh, one thing that I find very frustrating with American culture specifically is the fact that we don't talk about death at all. You mentioned yeah, before, like like the Day of the Dead, and um, and uh, and more the Hispanic cultures, yeah. um, and, and so where I mean, it is a day that you, I mean, you very much talk mm-hmm. about death and and bring and, and and talk about it. There was a time in our in our history when our cemeteries were our parks, and. That's, yeah. Me and, and Jessica
0: used to, when we were dating, we used to take walks at a cemetery near our yeah.
2: house. And, it's, <laughs> because so, they were nice. But, but nice my cemetery. point is, when you look at all, a lot of these more ancient paintings, you know, where are they sitting at? They're sitting like by tombstones and things. It, it, it was yeah. It, it, this, well,
0: inside of the, uh, what do you call those things? The mausoleum. Inside yes, a mausoleum.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so my, my point is, is the fact that there was there was a healthy understanding of death and recognition of it. Sure, whereas, it's very true. Whereas we very yeah. much distance ourselves from the idea of death at all well Bob, one of the few few things i find Bob, that halloween you can't does, go
1: outside because you might die
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> One of the, one of the things that i do find uh, one positive aspect of halloween is that it brings about into the american culture a, a conversation about death that is otherwise mm-hmm. very difficult to even bring up um, so,
0: so that's an interesting point too. Like I said about Dia de los Muertes, they, they actually have a tradition. I don't think it's necessarily related to the Christian beliefs that Spain had and everything, but it does, uh, the practices of, or, or the beliefs and traditions of uh, Dia de los Muertes involve remembering those who have passed so that they don't like expire. There's a great, you're talking about cocoa. Co- well, <laughs> that's, that, that is what they believe. That's a, yeah. based in their belief. So, um, I think that's very interesting. Uh, I wouldn't say that it is necessarily inherently uh, Christian, but it's. I'm using the word inherently a lot. I need to stop doing that. I need to think of a different word. But uh, essentially um, what what Bob is saying is very, very true. Um, So what I was going to say before we move on, because I know Zach wants to talk about Paul a little bit, I want to say that what would it look like? How would Halloween look if it was taken deliberately to somehow glorify God?
3: Yeah, uh, what would that's that, an
0: interesting thought. What would that look like? And so would it? Would it mean completely upheaving everything about Halloween? I don't think so. Um, one of the great examples here in Richmond is this haunted house. Me and Jessica once went to that was ran by a church.
1: Oh yeah, and
0: it took you through I guess Dante's Inferno, which isn't exactly Christian either. But it had a, but it had an interesting <laughs> yeah. it had an interesting <laughs> message, and it was that you um, it was like your spirit might have gone to hell but then you kind of like travel through like dark purgatory and then you end up in like heaven. And it was just kind of like a starting point for the church to talk to people who came to the haunted house, mm-hmm. to talk about heaven and hell and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be very interesting because they had taken something that was clearly a Halloween holiday and made it a starting point for a conversation with people who may or may not be Christian. It was an outreach thing. And I think a lot of churches have done a good job of yeah. figuring out ways to outreach using Halloween. And so what would it look like? So I, I kept thinking about that this week and I thought, you know, um, if, if, if all the traditions that kids really love are doing the trick or treating thing, um, where you get, you give candy to kids who come to your house and trick or treat. First thing I would do as a homeowner would be to every kid that comes to get candy. Maybe you say, God bless. You say like, I, I, I hope, mm-hmm. uh, I hope God bless you with safety tonight. And they have to take a piece of your cracker though,
1: to get the blessing.
0: Oh, that's true. like, <laughs> Belia. like Oh yeah. It's the thing. Yeah. That's true. Or, or you, um, you do celebrate and pray and remember the people in your family who have passed away, people that you would call saints, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. I think
1: I love churches that have a tradition of all saints day. Like I didn't grow yeah. up with that, but going to, um, the Methodist church, like right. I realized that they celebrated, saints that have passed on and actually in the methodist tradition that is a big thing they get that from like the more the anglo catholic right. kind of influence um but yeah they take on that all saints day and recognize
0: people who've passed
1: on i think that's really right important
0: and and yeah. you know it's also just a great opportunity to, to do something fun with your with your family and your mm. kids and it doesn't mean that you have to indulge in the paganistic rituals of it all you might indulge in some snickers that's right yeah. Which, you know, your body's a temple, so yes. don't eat too much candy, I guess. But uh, my, my but, but th- <laughs> but there's a little room there for some M&Ms and some Reese's. Yeah. But, but uh, what I guess I'm trying to say is kind of the same way that uh, Christians like to kind of take some liberties with the American tradition and make it more in tune with glorifying God. I don't see why we can't do that with Halloween as well, considering that all the other holidays. Ha- oh, thank you. We have the slinky yeah. We'll just imagine that this is bones. I want this bones, to become
1: a meme, like that you're playing with a slinky.
0: Fully, <laughs> um, I I don't see how uh, it's something we can't do with Halloween as well. I think that the starting point is to do something that we know mm-hmm. is glorifying to God, but also allows kids to have fun, and you know, so uh, there there's probably some room there for an opportunity. I'm there's just saying that trunk it's possible. Or
1: treat at your church. That's right. There's Halloween parties at your local campus ministry go check
0: those out (laughs) do you know do you know my very very first local ministry i ever did before i was even a christian Mm -hmm. was with jake at first alliance and he sent us out the uh uh, during the day like of halloween like before the Uh trick-or-treaters went out to ask we trick-or-treated for canned goods for god's food pantry Please give
1: us some canned goods
0: Yes, and my friend Andrew and I went to a house, and and he was like, "Sir, we're just here to ask if you have any canned goods that we could donate to God's Food Pantry." And he says, "Oh, there's no Christians in this house. We worship the effing devil." This one guy yelled at us and slammed the door. And Andrew was like, "Yeah, he was, God bless you, <laughs> God he was like, oh, a
1: celebrator of Halloween."
0: Yeah, <laughs> and so. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that there are so, there's been a lot of opportunities that I've seen have been really fruitful uh, concerning Halloween. So I don't I don't think that we should um, turn a blind eye to opportunities like that. But at the same time, I, I'm OK with people abstaining. Zach, do you want to talk more about that? What does Paul say about abstaining? So it's interesting
1: Romans 14 yeah kind of comes into play here I I think it does I thought of this and I guess you can probably apply this to the other two episodes as well sure Mm -hmm. but um Paul is talking about how there are sometimes matters that are disputable he's not talking about things that the bible says is sin um you can read all of Romans to get the context right but um he there are things that are kind of a matter of like does this cause you to sin or does this cause people to stumble? Right. Sure. So does anybody want to read on the notes where I copied some stuff from Romans 14?
2: Sure. I can that. That? You can take that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: You don't have to read the stuff in parentheses there. Those are just kind of my points. But, gotcha. Yeah.
2: Except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt. The one who does not, And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they gave thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister.
3: Right,
1: so I kind of I picked a few verses out to kind of shorten the point Paul is making, and I want to make like,
2: a I want to make a quick point and, though, and, and, and th- this is Romans 14, one, uh, one through oh oh this is actually one few. through three six and thirteen.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> yes. So I want to make a quick point, and uh-huh. then I'll let you go on that. This is not disputing uh, yep. things against God because. Mm-hmm like sin or evil, mm-hmm. because in the scriptures, it makes a point of saying when you do these things, you are doing them for God.
1: Yep. And it says, even in the very first verse, accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. So this assumes that the matter that we're talking about is not a matter of something that God already said, this right. is not up for dispute. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and, just, and, and yeah. so a
0: lot of Christians may believe that Halloween is up for dispute, but we I think we're talking about things that are glorifying to God.
1: Yeah. Well, so my point would probably be that Halloween is up for dispute. because I think it's it not is. something that God has said. Don't celebrate Halloween. Right. Um, in verse six, it says they give thanks to God and whoever abstains also um, gives thanks to God. So this is assuming that people are making their choices, how they best feel
0: they can serve God with thankfulness. That's right. You know, and I think that's a good place to yeah. be in, in it, as an abstainer. Yeah. I think if you say like like I know Christians who abstain from Christmas but only, but they don't it's not that they're abstaining from, from worshipping Jesus it's yeah, they are they're abstaining from the traditions of Christmas. They're
1: abstaining from either the like commercialistic like western Christmas or right. the pagan parts of Christmas however they define that mm-hmm. but they're not uh, they're obviously going to celebrate Jesus' birth, and so yeah. and so
0: Thanksgiving has very much yeah. in recent years been kind of brushed under the rug because of its history with the pilgrims and the Native Americans. Yeah, which we will not get into. But <laughs> but <laughs> I just
1: have a theory that Christmas is just like spreading out and taking over because Christmas now starts on like November 1st <laughs> yeah, and ends on like January
0: 31st. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, um, but I think Thanksgiving is one of those, another yeah. one of those opportunity times where you say, because mm-hmm. one of our traditions as when we were young was to everybody go around the table and say something they're thankful for. And so I think that's a great tradition that just my mm-hmm. family had of having opportunity. And a lot of times I would say, I'm thankful to God for my life. I think for, for my family and, and that's just a good, Good, I think traditions are good if they go to find a guy. So
1: one of the ways that I think is a good example of like how to use Romans fourteen is um, possibly maybe with alcohol. Now it might mm. that might be sort of controversial to some Christians, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think that the Bible outright says do not drink. Jesus, Jesus brings wine to the yeah. wedding but then people are like wine well wine wedding. was just
0: grape juice it didn't actually some, have alcohol on yeah it.
1: some people have said that but this is a very disputable but do topic you think, <laughs> do you think like if a wedding was out of just grape juice they'd have people going like oh jesus what are we gonna do uh, I, know. <laughs> like, I know but anyway um but okay, there is, are there but, are things about there are things in the bible about drunkenness absolutely drunkenness is a problem and also absolutely also things that cause other others to stumble is a problem right and so there's a lot in the bible about that so if you're a Christian. I think, I think it's a good thing and very wise to be very um, discerning yes. of of how you use alcohol, when you might decide it's okay, and when you might decide I probably shouldn't. Like,
0: right. But the point but being the being around somebody who would stumble, mm-hmm. you know, if but, they were tempted. But your point, and I think Paul's point, is that there might be some believers out there who have no problem; they do not stumble at all after having one beer at a party, mm-hmm. and then there are people that. They drink one beer and then they drink a hundred beers and they throw up and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they need to acknowledge that that is a weak point for them.
1: Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And so that, I think that's kind of what Paul's talking about here because one person, they're talking about meat sacrifice to idols, which was a festival related thing in the culture that Paul is talking to. And some people might abstain from that because if they are gonna eat meat sacrificed to an idol, they might be tempted to join in in other pagan areas. Yeah, and so I think Halloween is kind of kind of similar to that. There might be some people. I think you're, who feel, I think you're right. Think there you're might the right be some people there. who feel that, like myself or others, would get kind of pulled into something bad if we did too much on this Halloween side of things. Yeah, and so that's kind of where you're. I think that's kind of where people are coming from when they say, "I'm gonna take my kids trick or treating, but I'm not gonna let them dress up." like something evil, you know, and we're going to go maybe to church and hang out, but we're not going to go party Mm -hmm. that sort of thing.
0: So, so, okay. We're, uh, we're, we're pushing the time to the limit, I think a little bit. So, yes. So here's what I think we should do. Let's go around. I guess I'll ask you all (laughs) is Halloween evil. Nice. So look how we're adding this segment in. No, like the last episode. I, se- I know. I just this is more important because I think out of here. all the other subjects, mm-hmm. this one's probably the most controversial. Yeah. Well, it, well, not all that. It's also the most far-reaching. I would say you're right. Um, I guess if I'm answering, I would say that uh, twist ending. I think that it, it is, in some ways, evil, and that it's the absence of good in some forms. Hmm. But. I don't think that is any more evil than any other holiday in America right now, except to the person who practices the way Mm -hmm. that they practice it. So my, my final answer is we by, we by not glorifying God in some way can fall into sin. But if we, represent christ and goodness and use the holiday as an opportunity i think any holiday can be good mm-hmm. and not necessarily yeah. evil yeah, yeah I think so it's a very weird way to answer that but that's how i feel about it
1: yeah i would say it's neutral just like everything else we talked about It depends on on how it is used and i think that with halloween though there's a lot of cultural realities that play into it so it might actually like lead to evil depending on your point of view so i think Mm -hmm. for christians i think it's i think it's similar to alcohol i think it's something that it would be wise to be careful about in some ways but it's also not something that is completely against god just Mm -hmm. on its own like it takes our evil mixed with it for the evil concoction to really like take place
2: right Uh, for me given uh how americanized halloween is (laughs) yeah, <laughs> highly americanized it is i do not view halloween as evil now that is if, if halloween took place in other countries like for example we talked about haiti and south africa ghana uh some of these other various regions around the world i think the answer could be very very different you're but, you're saying that a lot of what Halloween
0: is comes from our americanization of it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. And, and that's it's how a, all of our holidays yes, are.
2: Yes, but but that but that being said, it's 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 because of how it is practiced in America. I do not view american view of Halloween, which is pretty much the only view of Halloween in the world honestly that does anything <laughs> like it um no one else really even celebrates halloween yeah. but it yeah i i i do not view it as as
0: evil you're saying that because the mentality of it isn't based in like
2: spiritual warfare yes now, spirit and, and true spiritual matters
0: there are people that probably would use halloween for satanic purposes just the same way there are satanists who might use demon d for satanic purposes or horror movies, and you know, but I my, my I think my point and Bob's point as well uh, is that the way that we look at the holiday is more about our Americanization, and that the, all the holidays are like yes. that. Yes. Christ, Christmas is a consumerist well, holiday and, and, in and a lot I, of ways. And I think an
2: important point is that I do not see anything that's more inherently evil about October thirty first mm-hmm. than. Than January eighth, or, yeah. or, or or you know, um, September twenty third. You know, whoa, it, whoa, 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 whoa! Careful on. with <laughs> September, there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you get you know what I'm saying. There, there's it, it is it is merely a day that we just like in Ouija board is merely a piece yeah. of wood with paint on it. It is merely a day that 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 we do with it whatever we will, and I don't see anyone casting out spells or seances or things you like don't. that you're right um, uh, you're <laughs> right I, I don't but i also don't really ever uh, you don't really hear about that type of thing actually happening you don't Bob, out, i don't outside of many of the overly christian uh, i'm trying to figure out the best way of phrasing this without being insulting there are some that will tell tales within the church mm-hmm. about demonic and satanic things happening many of which are beyond exaggerated uh sure. to the point to where sure. some of them are flat out lies. They're narratives. Yeah. And so, so and, and those things really bother me because spiritual warfare yeah. is real. We don't need yeah. to lie about it. We need to over-exaggerate it. But there's nothing inherently, yeah, uh, yeah. nothing inherent about Halloween that makes it I any think, more or less evil yeah. than any other day I, of the year. I agree
1: with that. I think, you know, I guess my point was that I just always paused to think about um other Cultures and how they kind of view it, because Halloween is now what we've mostly talked about is just the Americanized version of Halloween. Yeah, but I do believe spiritual warfare is real. Oh,
2: I absolutely believe
1: that. In certain contexts, it plays out differently than it does here. That's right. And so I think maybe America is kind of the exception to the rule because here, and America and a lot of Europe. It's where a lot of secularization has happened, and it's Mm -hmm. where kind of more the game of the devil is like the convince people that he doesn't exist kind of thing. Whereas it's kind of more full force black magic voodoo kind of tactics in other places. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. It really depends on your context, I think. Yes. And
2: in the American context, that's where I'm Mm -hmm. answering. And like I said, I mean, in Haiti, uh, in other countries, mm-hmm. especially yeah. various countries within Africa, it is a it is a very big deal. And I would never I would not bring it in. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: I just want to go back and speak to a point that Bob mentioned. Um, you said there isn't anything inherently evil about September 23rd but um <laughs> that is what you got nation- that is national dogs in politics day and i would say <laughs> pretty evil but then that's only second to the more evil redhead appreciation day <laughs> and we know that redheads don't have any soul any soul no 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 I'm no, no no, that's, no that's, colin, a, that's a mean thing to say colin the one about a redheaded dog the, yeah the,
2: the the most sacred politician in all of America, is a dog somewhere in Kentucky? I forget. That's true. Rabbit Hash. Rabbit Hash. Where, yeah. where, where, where the dog, where there is actually, they elect a mayor, the, a dog That's right. as their mayor year after year. The that most is, beloved, good boy politician. Least, yeah. The least corrupt a politician okay. could be. Okay. <laughs> So sorry, I'm just we're, we're, I'm bringing it probably bringing us out so of rabbit close. hash, Kentucky, that dogs and politics probably holiday probably came to be in existence. Yeah.
0: So that'll do it, guys. I mean, that's yeah. it for the series. We are uh, we are getting to uh, uh, the end here. So I'll just say thank you guys for sticking with us for all of this. We we were taking a like a deep look at each of these. Um, We would really love to hear your uh, opinion. Uh, if you didn't agree, uh, that's you know, that's fine. Um, we respect your disagreement, yes. as Romans 14 says. We don't harbor yes. anything angry about that. Right. T- t-
2: um, check us out on Facebook and tell us where we got it wrong. Uh, we we want to hear from
0: you. Oh, um, yeah. We also we also would like to say that next week we will be uh, kind of like going back into our uh, one-shot episodes, I believe. I think Bob has a really particular episode he has been waiting, sitting on about technology that's going to be a lot of fun mm-hmm. so I think that'll be a cool one to, to jump into next um, but yeah so thank you guys so much for listening it's and the And ev-
2: I, I think it's a good one to follow up on the evils of technology oh my goodness
0: Or the- <laughs> right alright so we will catch you guys next time happy Halloween I will honor Halloween
1: in my heart and try to keep it all the year I will live in the past, the present, and the future. The spirits of Halloween shall strive within me. I will not shut out the lessons that they teach. Peace.